I, I want you to know that whether you like it or not, the kids are watching you. You, you say, well, I'm just a grandparent. They're still watching you. They're looking at you. And they're looking for you to put an impression on them. A lasting impression. Something that will stick with them for life, you know. And you say, well, I'm just an uncle. I'm not their dad. Mm, you're still a role model. I'm just grandpa. I'm not around them very much. We just bring them to the house and fill them full of candy and send them back to mom and dad. But you're still an impression on them. You have a responsibility to leave a lasting impression on your children, on your nieces, your nephews, on your grandchildren. Before we go any further, I want to draw your attention to a passage of scripture found in Matthew chapter 22. It's a very weird way to kind of give you this short challenge. Let me kind of paint the picture what's going on here. The disciples of the Pharisees were sent out to meet with Jesus, to kind of get him in a bind, get him tongue-tied, put him in a situation where he might not have the answer. And with them, the Herodians, they're going too, which is really weird, because this group doesn't usually hang out with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees, they're not even brave enough to go themselves. They're just sending their little imps out, the disciples, their disciples. And they want them to go and put Jesus in a bind by asking him a question dealing with the subject of being a lawful giver. Tribute. Should we give to Caesar? You might know this, the story. They show up and uh, Herodians, they were a fundamentally advocates of Caesar's cause and favored a complete submission of Israel to Caesar's government. And then the Pharisees, of course, they just hated the idea that Jesus was any rabbi at all. Well, they show up and the question was asked in their evil, conniving way. I can imagine their little faces over to the side. And they say, "Mm, is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar? Is it, Jesus? I don't know if they really said it that way, but it sounded cool, right? (laughs) Just see the little beady eyes over there. And they're like, yes, is it lawful? It's not like they were from England. Let's just pretend they had that accent. And Jesus looks at him with all the authority that's given to him as the son of God. And not giving a straightforward answer. He, he, now, here's the thing. If he would have said, yes, the Pharisees would have accused him to the people as a betrayer of the, the liberties of their country. But if he would have said no, the Herodians would have uh, accused him to Rome and the government. So he was kind of put in a situation. But you can't put God in a corner. You definitely cannot put the Son of God in a corner. Do you believe that? So his reply is simple. He asked for a piece of money. The penny. It's not like our penny, but this is a jumbo penny, so we'll just use it as an illustration, okay? And he said, what inscription is on there? What image do you see? What is the impression that's put, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, onto this? They said, Caesar's. Okay. We'll give to Caesar that which is Caesar's and give to God that which is God's. And you see this in Matthew 22, 17 through 21. And they say unto him, Caesar's. Then he saith unto them, 
Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God. In other words, the authority that you see on this coin, this penny, is the authority that represents this nation, this country. And you are given the money and must be willing to give it back when it comes to the, to the taxes. It was given to you. And this represents the authority in which you are to give it back to. But, let me put it this way. He didn't actually say it exactly this way, obviously. I'm not putting words in the mouth of Jesus Christ, but let me explain. If you were to look in the mirror, what image do you see? You see, you were created in the image of God. We're not like the animal kingdom, nor should we act like it. We are created in the image of God, and therefore, we represent the children of God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So that what you see in the mirror, the imprint, if you would, the image you see, represents your father, and give back to him that which you've got, your life. Give it back, just as you give the money back to Caesar because of the imprint that was put on here. Does everybody follow me? Does that make sense? I know that's a very unusual way to open, but there's a purpose for that. The reason why is because it's a lasting impression that Jesus Christ, or God, the triune God we serve, put upon us. The ability to know we are created with a soul and we belong to the creator, so we must give back to him. This is a permanent impression that was laid upon us, something we can see with our own eyes. We are different than the animal kingdom. With that in mind, the question this evening is, what kind of lasting impression are you leaving on your children? Let me be symbolic. You are a father just like the heavenly father. The heavenly father is impressed upon you the imprint you were created in his image. Your children, whether they like it or not, <laughs> are created in your image. You know what I'm saying? You ever said somebody, you're just getting more and more like your mother. You just look just like her. You do. You got her eyes. You got her hair. Let me give you an example. Look on the screen. This is my family. Look at that guy with no hair. He's handsome. And that little girl, she's so cute. And I'm a beautiful wife and Christian like a little monkey on my back. Here's the point. You look at Ellie and impressed on her, the imprint that she has on her, she's got characteristics of her dad. It's just the way it is. I know, honey, I'm so sorry. You have to carry that for the rest of your life. These, these are the physical aspects of her life. You know, she's got those physical flaws. She was looking at this. I'm looking at my feet. I'm like, Ellie, what are you? She goes, you got some weird toes. Mommy, look at my toes. Do I have those weird toes? She said, you might, you know, you're a lot like your dad. I'm like, what am I? Like, what is this? This is just awkward. But Ellie has my personality. It's imprinted on her. This is who she is. She's outgoing. She's goofy. She's funny. And then Ellie is a little different than Christian. Christian is more like mom. She, he likes to do things behind the scenes. He's kind of, he's chilling it. He's, you know, he, he kind of even looks like mom a little bit. Those eyes. Ellie's got my eyes. Physical flaws. The good things, the bad things. The personality, the gorgeous hair. It's permanently impressed upon your children. That bad attitude, you get that from the Liuzzo side. That's where that attitude comes from. It's permanently impressed upon your children. The physical aspect. 
But guess what also leaves the permanent impression you leave on them spiritually speaking? You do the same. You gave them the physical impression, but a lasting spiritual impression, you're giving them that too, just like the video watched. In the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 through 6, Solomon's speaking into his son. And he said, my son, forget not my law. He wanted to leave a spiritual impression that will last. It would be unforgettable. And the first thing he said is, my son, forget not my law. An impression that is unforgettable, I want to put on you. Don't ever forget the law that I'm giving you. You see, giving them something worth remembering means you're going to give them something other than just the ability to play baseball. It it means you're going to impress on them God's word, the law. And one of the greatest spiritual impressions you could put on your children is formatted here in the book of Proverbs chapter 3. And that is an unforgettable impression of God's word. Also, he goes on to say, but let thine heart keep my commandments. An impression that touches the heart. It's an impression that's unforgettable, but it's an impression that's put on them that touches the heart. Listen, you can touch the mind of a child and give them a memory they'll never forget in some ways. Take them to Disney World. Woo. Unless they're under the age of five, you just wasted your money because they'll never remember it. Really, honestly. You got to think these through, new parents. You really do. So what is it that will last forever? Well, the impression you put upon the heart, but let thine heart keep my commandments. You have to invest in the hearts of your children. Are you all following me? You can put things in their mind and they'll forget because they can't even remember to take out the trash or clean their bedroom. You know? I was standing over there and we had everything lined up and it was looking cool. We had them here and them here and them there and we're going to come in at this time. Like I'm moving. It's really cool. And they're like, oh, it's going to be awesome. And everything we talked about, even myself, I forgot. What are we doing? What are we doing? I even walked out here and goes, Where, where's my Bible? I looked at my, uh, Mike and I said, I don't even know where my Bible is. I don't, what's going on? Where are we? That's the way I feel like with kids, you know? Dad, Daddy, you didn't say that. I just told you five minutes ago, not even five minutes ago. In one ear and out the other. But when you touch their heart, it'll last forever. The impression you put upon the heart of a child will stick with them forever. We're talking about lasting impressions. You have this physical impression they'll carry with them, that nose, those ears, those eyes. But spiritually, you can impress upon them something just as lasting, spiritual, unforgettable, touch of the heart. Then Solomon looks at his son and he says this, For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. An impression that benefits their life. He said, I don't want you to forget it. I want it to touch your heart, but I want it to benefit your life. I want to put something in your life that's going to matter forever until you're a grandfather, until you're a parent. That is a lasting impression. That is a beneficial impression. Let me tell you something. He also said in verse 3, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them upon thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. In other words, an impression that is instilled in their life. I want you to be so dogmatic with the things I'm spiritually giving you that nobody and nothing will ever change your mind. 
You can go to a public college and they'll cram down your throat and cram in your ears all the different ideas they have and the humanistic mentality they have, but you will stand firm and not waver because you have not only had it put in your heart, it's unforgettable, it's going to benefit your life, but it's instilled in your life. I mean, you are grounded. That is an an impression that'll last forever. Verse 4, he says, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Hey, an impression that will be favorable with all. Don't you want your kids to be liked by people? You ever met kids and you're like, oh my goodness, I'd rather, if I had hair, pull every hair out of my head than have to spend it with that child. Where did they come from? What? You know what I mean? And you're fearful if your kids go over somebody's house, what they're going to say when they're little. You're like, Ellie would say anything that comes to her mind. It just, boom. And, you know, one time <laughs> we, were, we were at the store and I'm like, oh, I can be transparent. I'm a very transparent person. I said, Ellie, I don't want to go around this corner. This is years ago, so you, might, you don't even know who this is. Just get it out of your mind if you think it's you. It's not you. They're not even here. Go around. They might be here. They go around the corner. I'm like, because I can't see your faces. It's dark. So I said, oh, Ellie, back. Come over here. I said, what, Daddy? I mean, she's like five. I said, there's somebody over there. They're really sweet. They're really kind, but they just don't know when to stop talking. So let's just, let's just, let's just go our way and get our groceries and get on out of here. She saw that lady at church, and she told that lady what I said. And so she comes to me and says, yeah, your daughter says you saw me in the store, and you went down a different aisle because you didn't want to talk to me because I talked too much. What do you say? You know what I said? That's right. I mean, what do you do? Oh, my goodness. But I love as my kids grow older, I start seeing their personality. And, 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 and they, people start favoring them. They want to be around them, I hope. Don't you want that for your kids? Well, let me tell you, a lasting spiritual impression will create that. It will create this desire for people to be around your kids, and it'll be favor with God and favor with man. Let me tell you something. You want likable kids, then you get to get godly kids. Because godly kids know how to respect elders, and godly kids know how to do what's right and say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And just, you don't even have to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Just do what you're told. You follow me? Those are favorable kids. Those are the ones that you have to put a lasting spiritual impression on and they'll carry it for the rest of their life because it's unforgettable. It touches their heart. It benefits their life. It's instilled in their life. It is something that's favorable with all men, but I love the way it it goes in verse five. And I'm gonna start with verse five. It's an impression that will lead them through life. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Your kids want a path to take. You better be the one giving it to them. Train up a child in the way they should go. When they're old, they'll not depart from it. What way are you leading your children to go? Because when they're old, if it's the right path and you put a lasting impression on them, they'll stay on track. They'll go the right way. They'll stay faithful. They're not going to be perfect. They might rebel. They might mess up. But I tell you, it's okay because they're still on the right path. They just got off on the side a little bit. And God will help him get him back on track. Solomon, a man of wisdom, invested in his son with a lasting impression. He says, son, 
You look like me. You look like your mom. We love you. You're my child. But I want you to look like God because you were created in the image of God and the greatest impression I could put upon you is a spiritual impression that people see the light of Christ. You're going to beam like a light. And you're going to be so bright that people will desire to know what you have. Be a lasting impression. Be the light of the world. Are you willing to train your children? Are you ready to take the challenge to step up to the plate to put a lasting impression on your kids?